thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. There's this old Christian song, and it goes, come just as you are. That's what it says, come just as you are. And, and I love that. I love that for church, right? Because Jesus says, come as you are. There's something about that, that, that God meets us wherever we are in life, wherever our faith is, your past, your future, doesn't matter. He says, come as you are, and he meets you there, right? And here tonight, we invited you to come as you are. But my prayer is you don't leave as you came. Okay, because sometimes we miss that. Sometimes we want to come as we are and we want to leave as we came and we don't want to change whatsoever. But my prayer is that you, you, you leave different, that you leave here different. And that's what the, the point of this community is, this group, right, is that we're diving deep. It's no, it's no longer surface level Christianity. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. All right, I believe that you guys are here because you guys want some life change. Am I right? You want some spiritual awakening going on, am I right? Let me get an amen. Come on. 8 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy, come as you are, but don't leave as you came. All right? Look, last week we opened this new sermon series called Battle Plans. And um, maybe for some of you, it was your first time hearing about spiritual warfare. All right? Maybe it's your first time you're like, whoa, what do you mean, spiritual warfare? Like, I'm already dealing with physical warfare, okay? For some of you, you're like, this time change was already enough battle for me. It's a struggle to get out of bed. And you're telling me that I got spiritual battles to fight? Look at, I understand, okay? I understand that you got, you got physical battles going on day after day, and now you've got spiritual battles you need to deal with. But the beautiful thing is, is that we don't have to fight these spiritual battles on our own, on our own Right? Because we, we would lose. See, God equips us with everything that we need to fight these spiritual battles. And the first phase is what we said in God's battle plan. The first phase was to dress for success, right? We can't be out here fighting spiritual battles spiritually naked, okay? <laughs> like, it's honestly. And we've been in Ephesians chapter 6. And so uh, this verse is going to be on the screen. It's the same verse that we read last week because we're going to be tackling it like line by line. Okay, so read this with me. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when that day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. See, God gives you the equipment you need to fight the spiritual battles that come your way, right? He doesn't want you to run. 
He doesn't equip you to run. He equips you to fight head on. And what was that first piece that we talked about last week? It was the belt of truth, right? And we said last week that, that the truth is a first piece because the, the enemy always wants to attack you with a lie, right? And I, I know it's been a long week, but we said that the belt has to be buckled tight because the devil and his demons are going to attack the gaps in your truth. Okay, but, but we said that isn't just any truth, right? We said this is God's truth. We have to know the truth about who we are as sons and daughters. We have to know the truth of our identity. And equally important in our spiritual battles is we have to know the truth about what God says about our situations. We have to know the truth about what God thinks or says about a situation before we go looking for answers from our friends, before we go looking for answers from our family or social media, right? Wise counsel is good, but when you want to know the truth, the very first place you should go is to what God says, and what does God think on a matter? See, when, when fighting spiritual battles, you have to listen to your commander, right? Verse 14 says this, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. But what's righteousness? What is righteousness? Righteousness, biblically, I believe, righteousness is right relationship. That's your first fill in it. Righteousness, biblically, I believe, is right relationship. I think we often pray, we often pray for God's favor in our life, right? Like we want to be used in mighty ways. Like we want to have big purpose. I don't think any of us walk around wanting to be mediocre, right? We want God to use us in big ways. And when we look at stories of, of people in the Bible who God used in big ways, who God favored, we look at people like Job and we look at people like Noah. And what does the Bible say about them? It says that they were righteous. They did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. In other words, they were in right relationship with God. And when we take a closer look at these stories, we see a pattern that these people were righteous because they were in right relationship, because they were obedient to the Lord's commands. See, if, if God is all good and all righteous, then his commands can only be all good and all righteous. See, anything that goes against God's commands is unrighteous. The opposite of righteousness, wrongness. The opposite of righteousness, unrighteousness. And we can't have right relationship with God in unrighteousness because an all-righteous God cannot have relationship with unrighteousness. Did I lose you? Are you like, oh, can you repeat that? No, look, God cannot have relationship with unrighteousness. And when we look at these people in the Bible like Noah and Job, we see that true righteousness comes from right relationship, which comes from obedience. But we have a hard time with obedience, don't we? Like, we want to be our own bosses. You know, you want to call your own shots. Some of you are like, I don't want a regular job. I want to start my own company. I'll be my own boss. Make my own hours. No one can tell me what to do. Some of you are at home like, I'm 18. My parents could tell me what to do. And they're like, yeah, we can. You don't pay your rent. Get out. You know what I mean? Like, we'll tell you what to do as long as you live here. And you're like, fine, I'll go on my own. You know, but like you, like, you want things like Frank Sinatra. You want things my way. Did I lose some of you? Some of you, you're too young to know who Frank Sinatra is. Um, let me put it different. You're like Billy Eyelash. You want to be, um, you want to be the bad guy. 
All right? You want to be the bad guy. You want to do things how you want to do them. Unfortunately for us, righteousness is a high standard. Right? Lily said it this way a few weeks ago. She said, we serve a God with high standards because he is the higher standard. That, I love that. We serve a God with high standards because he is the higher standard. And his standard for righteousness is perfection. And I'm looking around the room, and I know that we aren't perfect. Right? It, it's, it, it's in our nature. It's really impossible for us to be perfectly righteous. In Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, it says, We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. And filthy rags would make the worst armor that I could possibly think of, right? Filthy rags ain't going to protect you from anything. But, but God says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Why? See, God knew that you and I could not obtain righteousness on our own, so he gave righteousness to you. You have the righteousness of Jesus over you when you accepted that Jesus paid the ultimate price for your unrighteousness. Jesus bought your righteousness. The gift of the Holy Spirit guides us to righteousness. But, but we have to put it on daily. We have to remind ourselves daily. It's called sanctification. It's the process of becoming more like Jesus Every day. Write that down. Sanctification. The process of becoming more like Jesus every day. But it's not just enough to put it on, okay? You have to, you have to look, stand firm then with the breastplate, breastplate of righteousness in place. In place. See, righteousness has to be in the right place. You can have righteous actions without righteous motives, Jesus tells a parable of the rich man giving tons of money to the temple and making a big spectacle of it to look holy. And, and then a poor man or a poor woman who gave all she had in private. And he says that she gave in true worship because her heart was righteous. And there was this time that Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath. And the religious leaders came to him and all they wanted to do was say, oh, you did, you did work on the Sabbath. You, 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 you broke the law. And Jesus is like, you're missing the point. I did a miracle. See, are you making decisions based on you knowing it's the right thing or because of how it makes you look? Are you making right decisions only when it benefits you? Are you making some right decisions publicly and then some bad decisions in private? Are you, are you making right decisions just to keep up appearances? Um, guys, maybe you're here today and, and, and dudes, maybe you're putting on a Christian front because you think a girl's cute right? And you're trying to sound all holy to get a girl to like you, but then I know I can catch you at the Fresno State dorms looking all sloppy drunk on the weekends, all right? Is your righteousness coming from the right place? What's a breastplate? It's a piece of armor, and it protects your vital organs. It goes right here. It protects your lungs, and what does it protect most importantly? Your heart. Your heart. See, your, your heart is quite literally the most important organ in your body, right? We pronounce people dead 
whether or not if they have a heartbeat. Why? Because the heart pumps the blood to the rest of your body. The heart is responsible for keeping you alive. Here's your second feeling. Righteousness has to come from the heart. Righteousness has to come from the heart. But the enemy, see, this is spiritual warfare. The enemy doesn't want that for you. He wants to attack your heart. And if you don't have righteousness in place, you're going to be open for attack. See, the enemy wants you to believe that, that being in right relationship with God means you just have to follow rules. He wants you to believe that unrighteousness is going to bring you the joy and fulfillment that you're looking for in life. That sin is somehow going to make you whole. And some of us t- tonight, you're living half in and, and living half out for God. You're half holding on to God and you're half holding on to the world because you're believing a lie that God doesn't want the best for you and he doesn't want what's best for you. But if you're only halfway living for God, you're only halfway getting the blessing. If you're only halfway holding on to God, you're only halfway getting the blessing that God wants for your life. And eventually, one of those things you're holding on to is going to win over the other. See, the enemy wants your heart. When you accept Jesus, he may not be able to touch your eternity, but he can have your here and now if you let him. See, your spiritual battle takes place here and now because the devil, the devil wants to render you ineffective and unfruitful. And John, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. See, I think we have a lot of spiritually dead Christians around us because they have become susceptible to the enemy's attacks because they aren't putting on the righteousness that God gave them through Christ Jesus. They're letting their sin take over. They're letting sin into their hearts, and and it's pumping poison into the rest of your life. I mean, some of you don't see the effects of your choices now, but you're going to see them down the line. See, actions have consequences. A lot of us are, a lot of us are going to take this message, and you're not even going to make it to the parking lot before you forget it. I mean, some of you might think about it on the ride home, on the ride home, but by the time you get home, you're you're not going to remember. But this is where you see the armor start to work together because truth and righteousness go hand in hand. You have to take the truth of God's word and you have to push it down past surface level into your soul, into your spirit, into your heart. Because when you have truth and you get the truth of God's word, the truth of God's stance on your situations, the truth of God's power, and you use that to water the seed of righteousness that God planted in your heart, your heart will start pumping the blood of life into your body, and you will see God touch areas of your life you've never seen him in before, and you will see God bless areas of your life you've never seen blessed before. Because when you have areas of your life filled with right relationship, then every area of your life is open to the life and peace that God brings.
But when you have areas of your life filled with unrighteousness, it blocks the righteousness of God from moving. See, that's spiritual warfare. And I'm going to ask you, what areas of your life are you preventing God from touching because you won't let go of the sin you're holding on to? I mean, for uh, some of you ladies keep say, saying like, well, God, I want a good Christian man, but I'm just going to keep sleeping with this trashy dude because I hope one of them will like go to church with me, right? Like, honestly, the enemy wants to block, but God wants to move the spiritual warfare. I'm telling you, it, when every area of your life is filled with righteousness, with right relationship with God, then every area of your life is open to the blessing of God. I challenge you, quit living half and half. Put on the full righteousness of God. See, the Bible says that we were slaves to sin, that Jesus' blood broke those chains and we have freedom, but there are people here tonight that instead of taking a hold of your freedom, you're putting your chains back on. You're holding on to your sinful nature like eventually it's going to give you life. But there's only one thing that is going to bring you life and life to the fullest, and that is a right relationship with your creator. The enemy, see, the enemy wants to keep you coming back to your chains. He wants to entice you into coming back to your sin again and again, but Jesus has given you freedom. Right, the old is gone and the new is here. You've heard that verse. But you have a choice. You have a choice to take hold of the new every day. You have a choice to put on the truth and to put on righteousness. God is not keeping you from good things. God is not telling you that that sin is bad because he doesn't want you to have fun. He just knows that path will that path will lead you to a spiritual deadness. And Jesus paid way too high of a price for you to stay where you were before you met him. Jesus paid way too high of a price for you to stay where you were before you met him. Can I get an amen? Somebody clap for that. We say come as you are, but we don't want you to leave as you came. The freedom you have cost you way too much for you to not put on your armor every day. The freedom you have costs way too much for you not to put on that armor every day. Look, we're just at the first two pieces, truth and righteousness, but you know how many spiritual battles you can fight with just truth and righteousness? Now imagine where you can get with the full armor. See, God has a battle plan for you. God has come up with a way for you to fight and for you to win. So every area of your life, let go. Let go of the things holding you back. Put on righteousness and enter into that right relationship with God. Let's pray. Lord, we know that the enemy... God, the enemy came to lie, kill, steal, and destroy, Lord, but you came to bring life and life to the fullest, Lord. God, I pray that we can take hold of you, Lord, that we can break out of the chains of sin that bind us, God. 
that we can put on freedom and love, God, that we can put on the armor that you've given us, God, that we'd have victory in your name each and every day here and eternally afterwards, God. God, we thank you for this time to dive into your word, to get deep, God, to to chase after you each and every day, Jesus, and to become more like you each and every day. We give you this time. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.